Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Throwing Stones podcast. This is where we cover all topics from sports, spirits, food, and the occasional petty friend argument. We are your best friends group chat brought to life. I am Chad Merritt with Matt Miller, Scott Campbell. Good evening, everyone. This is the Throwing Stones podcast. I am Chad Merritt. I'm here with Scott Campbell and Matt Miller. We are back at the Eagles in what we're calling a championship edition. Just so happens the Perry Softball State Champions are having their banquet here. So you might hear some applause and some cheers coming through the door. But I just wanted to say from the Throwing Stones podcast, congratulations, girls. Congratulations, Coach Doherty and his staff. Congratulations, parents, on a job well done. They deserve an entire episode dedicated to Correct. Perry Girls Softball, and they'll have their day on the Throwing Stones podcast. But today we're talking about something a little different. We're talking about a different sport here a little bit. We're talking about some wrestling, some wrestling, and not what you're thinking of when you think of Perry Athletics. We're talking big-time wrestling because... Is your microphone adjusted there, Scott? You're all good? <laughs> We are ready. Okay. So uh, the A&E channel came out with WWE biographies. And I don't know if anyone else has watched these episodes, but they are unbelievable. I, I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. I still remember going to the Richfield Coliseum for a you know Monday Night Raw, whatever it was. Yeah. And I still remember the Ultimate Warrior coming, running out to the ring, sliding under that bottom rope. You know, shaking the top rope with it just going crazy. Um, I'd watch it, you know, on TV on the weekends. Yeah, um, huge fan. And was it WWF? It was WWF at the time. Yes. Yeah. And then while, while I was dating my wife Liz, um, we actually went to a Monday Night Raw up in the Gund Arena at the time. Nice. Loved it. Had an unbelievable time. And then I used to teach where I taught at Glen Oak High School. I used to teach at the corner of this. Two hallways. Okay. And so I named the intersection after the rock, and I called it Jabroni Drive and Know Your Roll Boulevard. And then I had a big poster of the rock in my room, and it says, um, the rock says, Know Your Roll and Study Science, because I was a science teacher. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been watching this. Um, it's really fascinating. The oh, whole, my gosh. The whole concept of wrestling it's fascinates amazing. me. It's amazing. It, and I'll, I'll even, like, A&E is... Start like it feels like A and E started it, but it really started with on Vice TV a couple years ago. They started something called the Dark Side of the Ring, and it kind of has snowballed into what we're. And these are just phenomena. Like these people are like, I, I think the ratings are through the roof on these, but they tell these stories that like you. Like, listen, our generation grew up. Yeah, they're it. hitting the perfect timing. Yes, for this. yes, yes. And so, I guess my question would be to you guys. Is who was the first person? Like I, I, I still remember like sitting in our living family living room, and I remember like the first wrestler that I was like, "Got to be him." Mm. I got. I'll tell be you. Him. I'll tell you. Yeah, Rowdy Roddy oh. Piper, That's a fan <laughs> oh. favorite right there. Love that. And then we also had in our football locker room, like when I was a sophomore playing football in high school, yeah. we had this two by four, and we called it. Hacks, remember Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim, Jim Duggan? Yeah. <laughs> We'd carry that thing oh around and just go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Rowdy Roddy Piper, there was something about him being the villain that I really gravitated mm. towards. Oh, my gosh. I loved him. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm an assistant principal in middle school right now, because a lot of kids probably look at me 
like other wrestlers looked at Rowdy Roddy Piper. You remember Coco Beware? Coco Beware with the with the uh, bird it was a parrot. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. a parrot. Yes, yeah. In that era, what you had uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Oh, mm-hmm. Superfly. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy? I think I just remembered it. Who was the guy who would eat the turnbuckle? Oh, uh, George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel. Yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts used to freak me out because he'd put that snake out there, and then there was a and. Before these A&E documentaries, and I don't know if it's the Vice collection that you were talking about, but there was a really good documentary a few years ago that involved Jake the Snake. Yes. I think I believe it was a Netflix documentary, right? Was it? I think, I, it, I think you're like right. That. Yeah. So, Scott, who was your guy? Okay. So, it's a couple. So, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, when he brought out the one. when he brought out the 2 by 4 <laughs> That's a good one. Like, so, my memories, my earliest memories... I, when I was young, this probably doesn't surprise you guys. I couldn't control my emotions. I still can't today. Like, mm-hmm. so when I would get really excited, you know, like I never really like pissed my pants or anything like that. But like, just, just I would, when you get tased, yeah, <laughs> can't wait for that to happen. Uh, but like, I would, I would pass out, like, because I, I would not <laughs> yeah, fully right. breathe, uh, fully breathe. So, like, I remember being in our living room, and me and my brother used to do, we were always trying to do, like, when the Final Fours, our March Madness came out, like, we would pick teams. Like, we mm-hmm. literally picked half the bracket, and then, like, as your team moves on, like, you go crazy. But I remember, man, we had our people, and, like, one night, like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out, and I don't know who he was wrestling, but it was somebody my brother liked, and he beat the shit out of him. And I was like, <laughs> yes! And then it was just like, I woke up, like, you know, five minutes later, and my sure, brother's like, sure that is- he used to get so pissed at me. <laughs> well, you sure it was because you're, like, hyperventilating, or he just punched you in the face? <laughs> no. <laughs> He had he had many of times punched me in the face. I mean, he could have very was, easily done that. that like it. Scott, you passed out, <laughs> and you're so worked up. <laughs> Just All right. a haymaker out of nowhere. <laughs> Scott's happen. watching the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so and then, all right. So and I don't know if this like. I thought like I was a really good wrestling fan, but this might allude to me not being as good as what I thought I was. But did you watch the one, the Dark Side of the Ring, on like the Von Erichs family? That is like really like the first family. It is crazy. Like all the sons have died. Yeah, they were all, they were all bigger than life. They're like they oh, own these, the Texas the, wrestling or something. Yeah. I believe I don't know something. Many down. of these stories end badly. Yes, they they all die way before they should. Mm-hmm. So the the one Van Ed- or Eric's son becomes the Texas Tornado. Do you remember the Texas no. Tornado? Oh my gosh, I used to love them. But like huge Jack dude came out did some crazy stuff but he got in an accident he hid the fact that he had a fake leg oh wow so if you like go back and watch the, the story's crazy but i never even knew it like he, one of my wrestle favorite, with a fake leg yes in wwf and nobody really even knew about it wow he hid the whole thing and then wow. you know obviously he i think he um either he either killed himself or, or died tragically so um but yeah, Texas Tornado was one of those guys. Like he was, he is right there. But Ultimate Warrior, you know. And then I mean, going into this A and E special, Jim Halbert, the 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 story of Ultimate Warrior. Here's what's fascinating to me. Okay, thirty seven years old now. Ultimate Warrior was the one. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, and Chad, you might be a little bit different. I think me and Matt maybe just had missed the craziness of Hawkamania. I mean, I remember, yeah, I remember it. it. I, I remember it. Were yeah. we le- we were late. It was it was going on before us, right? Yeah, yeah. way before us. Yeah. I, I okay. think, when I first right? got into it, Hulkamania wasn't. He was there, but he wasn't 
Yeah. It wasn't Hulkamania yet. Right. Yeah. But I still remember him in the Rocky movies. What? He was Thunderlips in the Rocky movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember that? That was awesome. So where was the Hulk and Andre the Giant rivalry? That was... Was that primetime Chad? Yeah. Yeah. That upbringing? was big. And then that's when I feel Hulk like that was real knew. early for us. That When Hulk ascended was when he body, body slammed, slammed. Picked him up. Yeah. Andre. Picked him up and threw him down. But as far as these biography goes, these biographies, I've enjoyed... Oh, all of them. All of them. They're amazing. They're amazing. But but to go back to the Ultimate Warrior thing, it's so funny now, being 37 years old, his his prime was really only like a two to three year span. Right. Same it, way with uh, Steve Austin. But yeah, but to us, yeah. like Ultimate Warrior was- It's just was, iconic. Yes. It, like it, it, the stamp is gigantic. Yeah, go, go back to when the Cavs won the, World's, uh, or the World Championship. Okay. They were wearing Ultimate Warrior shirts, remember? <laughs> yeah. They were wearing like the vintage, you know, 1990s yeah. uh, professional. Re- it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's how like iconic he was. But to go back well, then. And he was huge rivals with Hulk. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you find out in that documentary, he want, he thought he was Hawk Oak. I am as big as him. Why am I not getting paid like him? Right. Yes. And unfortunately, Hawk was making movie after movie and being successful and. Crazy, but I always think that it, it just blows my mind. I, if you ask me who is the biggest wrestler growing up ever, when and I love that they showed it in the documentary when he sprinted out of the <laughs> from yeah. from back behind the curtain and he just sprinted to the ring and then shook the ropes. Yes, like yeah. shit was crazy. Yeah, Here, here's what I'm thinking for our next staff meeting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, but what 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 kills me about the whole the whole premise? Remember, like there was this time where we we're like, "Is this real? Or is this scripted? Or is this fake?" Yeah, and yeah. it's all fake. It's still fake. Yep. And you have these characters. Oh, there it's characters and storylines. It's a soap opera for you know. But yep, I mean, people are dressing up in these insane costumes and saying these insane things and people are just going nuts all right i know this is not a political platform didn't we learn something from the wwf i mean i'll give you an example ultimate or undertaker died allegedly and then came back to life to wrestle <laughs> Kane or whoever the hell he came back to wrestle, right? Right. Like, we knew he didn't really die. Like, he didn't just put his hand through but, that but earth in that and moment, come back to life. We're like, We yes! believed it. We believed it. And then, like, I go back to, like, this political thing that we've lived, like, the last four years. And I'm not, you know, I'm not against Trump. I'm not pro-Trump. I'm not what, whatever. That's what this is about. But, like, there'd be things, like, they would say. And we'd be like, you know it wasn't true. Right. You got people like, hell yeah, he right on that. They'd be like. What the hell is it like? It's it's great theater. Yes, it, it is. is. But, but it also goes like what I love about Stone Cold Steve Austin is just his deference for authority, and and he's not going to take it. And, oh my gosh, you know. And then when he made that when he made that reference of Austin three sixteen just oh whooped your ass. I mean, <laughs> he was like throwing it into. He was going against the Bible. Yeah, you know, like, don't, he didn't don't say that. you. To me, Steve Austin hit at the most important part of my life, like right at puberty, like Mm. seventh, eighth, ninth, like just like you're maturing into an adult or young adult, I should say. But like, holy shit, like your emotions are going crazy. You're you're now like we're we're just starting to lift and we're lifting because, oh, my gosh, my arms are getting bigger. 
you know, my legs. And then you see Steve Austin come out and whip the shit out of someone. Yeah. And then you kind of like go on the football field and you're like, 316, I'm going to whoop your ass again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. Well, I, I love that one scene of Vince McMahon is in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Austin was there. He hits him with the bed pan, <laughs> like starts punching him in the leg. Because we've all oh had gosh. that authority figure in our life, we wanted to do that too. For sure. And he <laughs> just had the guts to do it. Yeah, yeah. But when you're a kid and you're watching this, uh, yeah. you think it's real, and you yes. believe that that guy might. The Undertaker died, and mm-hmm. he came back to life, <laughs> and you have adults. That are fans and they're showing. I mean, they're losing their mind in the crowd, and so there's this weird like, it's something that's fake. The adults know it's fake, but they're playing along because it's entertaining. And the yes. kids that are watching are looking at adults that are that in their mind are buying it, and they're like, "This must be they legit." Were, you're right. And I think it just creates this incredible fantasy that you can grow up with believing. And you're referencing an awesome time in our lives of. You know, that's sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade yeah. area. And I remember wrestling being huge. huge. Yes. And it's where like we were is. like we were I, assigning I have, people you're so and so. I have Austin three sixteen shirts in my my mom's basement right now. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I know I do. And I loved I loved the trash talking that The Rock used to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just... You know what I I'm glad that they highlighted in that? And I didn't know this, but it totally makes sense. At the time of Steve's Steve Austin's rise, like there was really nobody in the NF or in the WWF that could that could do what mm-hmm. he was doing, right? Like they except, even said it, like the Rock. So like he had actually they had to actually plot him against Vince McMahon just mm-hmm. to make it crazy. And then here comes Rock and just a young guy. You can see the passing of the torch. But I wanted to say something real quick. Like watching these. Isn't it crazy to you the genius of Vince McMahon? Uh, how how has he not run for president? <laughs> how hasn't he? Well, I think he has a shady side. Oh, there's no doubt about it. But he he is a ruthless businessman. He is. He he, he is. is. And you got um, And you have to love. Uh, yeah. Is a. <laughs> uh-huh. But I love the fact that he's willing. To like, he took on the role of the adversary to Steve Austin. Yeah, you know, he knew it was going to work. He it was knew it was going to work, and he was going to take shots because it's for the betterment of the company. Yeah, you know, I mean, that takes some awareness on his part yeah. and a willingness to do it. Like, if you had a huge, huge ego, you wouldn't do that stuff. Yeah, but but if you heard, yeah. if you listen to all of them, okay, Mick Foley was really good. By the way, he's nuts, intelligent person. Yeah. Just, just amazing. Shawn Michaels, um, Steve Austin. If you, if you listen to these, just the, just the crazy, just the crazy genius that it is of him of creating these characters. Yeah, like they didn't get it right the first time. Like he thought, McK- or like Mick Foley, never gonna make it in it. Mm, we'll right. give you this. You're doing some crazy shit over there, in, in you know overseas. We'll maybe give you a chance here and there. And then he's he's, a sideshow. Then he sees then, it with a ma- like. We're gonna yes. put this mask on you. You're gonna be like this guy named Mankind. And then oh by the way, you're gonna like have a split personality and turn into Dude Love. <laughs> and then like Mr. Sacco comes out. <laughs> yes, isn't that like Mr. the whole Sacco thing? Was but, but like, all right, Vince McMahon would he allow? He didn't even. He would not even allow Ultimate Warrior. To think he's as good as Hulk Hogan, right? Like Ultimate Warrior writes him this letter: "Hey, 
I'm as good as Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You need to pay me as such. No. Hey, you're done. Right. Like that was his response. He was done. Mm-hmm. Mankind goes into three separate people. You know what I like most about Mick Foley too? It's when he comes out with Sacco. Steve Austin just like the baddest dude. Just Maybe laugh. He's just laughing. He's like this month. Like this, this dude, is th- this dude has done three well, things no one else has ever done. He used to make me feel uncomfortable. Like he would, he yes. would like go through the, those cages. They're up on top, and he falls, and I'm like, oh yeah. my, like how is he not dead? Yeah. And then the the tax, like I'm not, I am not getting body slammed on a bed of tax. The, the yeah. tax, the tax were awesome. The tax were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched the A and E specials about the WWE legends, highly recommend. And Vice TV, Vice TV with. Uh, the uh, dark side of the ring. I, I even think those are those are more of like a movie, but they're really good. They tell a great story. That's right. it. Enjoy everyone. <laughs>